On tonight's episode, we look at the final timeline entry into Michael's life as we watched Halloween from 2018. Hello, welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyzes it, and dissects it, whether it be movies, television, music, and sometimes, if we feel fancy, literature. I'm your host, John, and joining me, as always, is you can feel the evil from the mask, is my wife, April. April, how are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm finally recovering from Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Yeah, like, I feel Uh. like this is just what we needed and just in time. Like, literally the whole (laughs) trilogy here at the end and, like, the way that Jamie Lee Curtis gives it her all and just, like, comes back as this total, you know, badass. Like, she really just gives it her all. Like, I love her for it. Well, this movie has a lot of crazy history, which I will get into, but... This movie came out in 2018. It's an American slasher film directed by David Gordon Green. And I love that one of the co-writers of this movie is also Danny McBride. Oh, um, yeah. The actor from Eastbound and Down. Cool. So that was just, I don't know, that always blows my mind every time I think about that. Yeah, I bet. Um, Starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Machek, Will Patton, and Virginia Gardner. Um, basically, this movie it follows a post-traumatic Laurie Strode who prepares to face Michael Myers in a final showdown on Halloween night, 40 years after she survived his killing spree. So we have the original timeline with Jamie Lee, we have the 20 years timeline with Jamie Lee, now we have the 40 years timeline entry. Yeah. I'm starting to see a trend. Maybe she'll come back in 60. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's just an old man with a cane. I don't know. But anyway, April, what is your history with this movie? Gosh, so 2018, I think I think we went to see this movie in the theaters with like work friends or something. Actually, we did, yes. Um, so we saw this in the theater, and I remember this too. I was working for a, a little company that was based in Brazil at this time. Like an auditing company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't care. We all took the same lunch break one day, two days in a row, and watched the first Halloween before we went and saw this Halloween to get, like, the context or whatever. Plus, no one in the group had seen Halloween 1, the original, before this movie. Yeah. So that was fun because we just got in the big conference room and put it on the, the wall and, you know, they made fun of it because it's a movie from 78, but I'm just like, no, it's a classic. <laughs> of course, of course. But it is a classic. I mean, the original 78 is. Yeah. And honestly, this is a worthy predecessor to the sequel name of this movie. Yeah, I really love how they did I thought it was very classy and, like, just really cool and interesting. And I don't know. I really loved all. I felt like they cast the perfect cast. Well, Jamie I mean, Lee brings it I, yeah. all in this movie. I mean, not only Jamie Lee Curtis, but, like, just even the two annoying podcasters in the beginning. Like, I felt like they were perfect for this role. And, like, I don't know. I just really loved all the cast members in this. Well, I really love the background of this, too. So, we watched Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I know I did the episode. Um, but, you know, we, we, we hated it. People hated it. Yeah. And because, you know, they did try to have two... The, the film company at the time was Dimension Films, and they tried to create, like, two follow-ups to that movie, but they failed. And because they didn't produce another sequel in time, Dimension Films lost the movie rights, which Blumhouse picked up. 
Yeah. And then John Carpenter got involved because he hated the remake's portrayal of what they did with Michael, which I don't blame Carpenter at all. And then he planned on helping the studio to make the next Halloween film into what he believed to be more terrifying than the pre the previous sequels, which I think he really did a good job at that. Like this movie actually was ter- was scary in some points, and that's what you want in a Michael movie. And I love that they bring back um, Jamie Lee. I love that they introduce that she has a she's a grand grandmother and everything. I love how they bring back um, Nick Castle, the original Michael, and he played like the Michael who was in the prison yard and everything. Yeah. And that, I th- love that's that. awesome. That whole prison yard scene was really cool. I like how they incorporated that, um, the bus crash and like all the um, there criminals is... getting out. Like, well, that's exactly at the same time because it kind of added extra fury to the flame. And well, not... it was just like it was really cool. Well, not to see only that, that you have um, it kind of feels like like previous elements of the first movie because they're all walking out in the yard at night and then Michael steals a car. Yeah. Which then brings up the great Loomis question. Who taught him how to drive? He's been in there for years. How did he know how to drive a car? <laughs> uh, Good old television. Oh, uh, but we speaking of Loomis, we did not have Donald Pleasance in this movie, but we had Dr. Oh, man. What was his name? Oh, like, it was so hard to pronounce it. I got to look it up. Because... I like that guy, though. I thought he was a good pick like for who we had. Renbar Sartain. He had a couple funny lines. Haluk Binger was the name who played him. And I know I've butchered that tremendously. Yeah. But, you know, he's basically like Loomis's protege. And he's just as crazy. I don't want to give away too much because this movie is still... Fairly new. Yeah. I mean, it's only... We'll do a spoiler at the end, but... It's only four years old, which I can't believe. Oh, yeah. I mean... Because I feel like you and I have seen this movie about as much as the original. We've definitely seen it more than H2O. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I love how they set up, like, the Haddonfield, and it's 40 years later, and everyone's kind of moved on with their life. But but um, Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis, is still like, no, he's going to get out. He's going to come after me. Don't you people see what's going to happen? But, yeah. you know, she's also dealing with, like, alcoholism and post-traumatic stress and everything. My thing is, is, like, why the heck would you transfer Michael Myers from one facility to another in the middle of the night the day before Halloween? Why? Why? Who had that bright idea? The, the state, apparently. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Um, but, I mean, I'm glad because we got this movie, but... Whoever thought to do that is an idiot. No, I agree with you. That that's just bad timing. That part everything. I was looking at, I was like, "What? <laughs> like this is insane." But um, another thing we have to mention too: John Carpenter, his I believe his son Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. Um, they did. They came back and did the music again for this episode. And John Carpenter, as always, proves why he's a great musician. Every time I hear yeah, him like I have no complaints about this. The the videography or like the scenes in this oh, the like, cinematography yeah like from i don't know why i said videography but the cinematography in this like the scenes they shot like i have no complaints i liked i thought they were well, just it actually feels really like, beautiful it actually feels like a town that's rebuilding after an event that is it, it felt like a town i know it was yeah. very modernized but it wasn't like gen z and annoying well that's the thing and like, i love that about this it. movie is a town 
that has rebuilt their life after this horrible tragedy that happened 40 years ago where three people were murdered. Well, actually, I can't even keep up with how many people were murdered that night anymore. It's, oh my gosh, I love Big John and Little John. Um, I think you're thinking of the next movie. Oh god, I get them mixed up. Well, it's one continuous movie. Yeah, it's yeah. like all one night to me. Don't worry, we'll get to them. We will get to them in the next episode. But, I mean, I even... One thing I do want to mention, I'm going to go ahead and spoil this a little... It's much of a little bit of leading up into the spoiler. I really like Lori's death, death house. Like, her traps and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, like, her, like shot practice in the backyard and like all those mannequins and stuff that was a trip there's actually a deleted scene and i only know this because it's on my blu-ray copy um shocker where it shows like her throughout the years dealing with this stuff and she's even like attempted suicide she's drank herself and everything i don't blame the girl no like that laurie strode in this trilogy proves how she can come back from everything. And I want to get to that. I'll get to that when we get to Halloween ends. But like every, this is probably, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Even with Halloween ends and everything, Halloween kills in this movie. This is my favorite timeline. I love this timeline. I love everything about it. I love it more than H2O. You know, I hate Rob Zombie. I love it more than Halloween three. Yeah. And that's saying something for me. But uh, I think we can go ahead and start wrapping this one up because I know we want to get into Halloween Kills tomorrow night. But obviously we would fully recommend this movie no matter what. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I really enjoyed it. And, like, I really enjoyed this whole little trilogy, actually. And it's just, it's like one continuous story for me. But I just really enjoyed all of it. Absolutely. And, you know, we try not to spoil too much of the next the next three movies this one and the other two just because it is relatively new um so if we did spoil anything for you guys i'm sorry but you've had time anyway um but that is going to wrap up our review of halloween from 2018 as always if you want to get in contact with us please send us an email at flexology podcast or check us out on instagram at flexology podcast and always Please like, please subscribe, please write a review, and please share word of mouth to get our show out to other people who may not, who may like movies themselves. Now, April, since you kind of pulled the, the cat under the rug and everything on the next episode. <laughs> the cat under the rug. Whatever, that, a... <laughs> whatever that phrase is. I don't, I don't even know. know. I don't even know. I'm tired. <laughs> um, we are going to be watching Halloween Kill. We're going to revisit, actually. Dude, Halloween Kill. We are re- this is the first time we are ever going to go back and rewatch a movie we already done. Yeah. Because we did this last year, if I recall. Yeah, like I almost want to like replay that. Because we did the non-spoiler midnight release when we watched it at the drive-in, remember? Yeah, but I feel like... So I feel like we didn't really get to say much, but this time we're all going to let it go. Yeah, I think we should go ahead and say this is going to be a spoiler episode. Yeah. So... <laughs> And I'll even probably mention at the top of the next episode as well. So if you have not watched Halloween Kills, it's on HBO Max. I believe it's on Peacock. Check it out so you can watch Halloween Ends. And check out Big John and Little John. I know. Ah, I can't wait to talk about them. But until tomorrow night with Halloween Kills, this is the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. And April. Take it easy. Mm -hmm.